Greetings and welcome back to Mental Snacks with Claiborne Jackson. So this month we're in right now is June. So it's Men's Health Month and it's also Father's Day in the same month. So I figured what I'd do is I'd reach out to my brothers, do a couple of special shows where I speak to some of the cats that have been hella, hella influential in my life, just in development and all. Um, we'll also talk to on a regular basis about parenting, the whole bit, just life in general. So what better way? Then to start this whole thing off with my brother from another, uh, me and this cat go so far back, man. Shoot, we go back from, good Lord, man, from basically walking. I was walking when I met him. I think he had a hatchback with a house speaker in the back. And, uh, Are you going to the house speaker? Yeah, the house speaker. Exactly. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Whatever. Got in the, got in the car. <laughs> <laughs> we showed it in mind. You know what I'm saying? Shoot, we took the speaker back in the house when the family needed it and kept it moving. But uh, <laughs> I got my brother Mike in the building, man. Shoot, man. This is long overdue. Long overdue. I like that applause. I hope it's a standing ovation. Uh, yeah, possibly. You know, depends, man. Depends. I, you know, I don't pay them enough. But, yeah, I think they stood on that one. <clears throat> you know what I'm saying? So we'll go with that theory. So, first of all, my brother, welcome to the show. And how you doing, man? I'm good. I'm chilling. Everybody's out of town, so it's just me and the dog this weekend. Okay, okay. So for once, I got the house. For the first time in probably a year or two, I've got the house to myself for an afternoon. Oh, dang. Okay. I'm not mad at you, man. I'm not mad at you, brother. And you know what's crazy, dude? You think about how life has changed for you, man. Like, this is the first time you're having a house to yourself, and it's like you're not thinking, like, let me just take on the world and keep running around and doing all kind of nonsense. You're just kind of chilling. Man, I prefer to chill nowadays. I think with the with everything being shut down from the pandemic, what is that, two years ago now? Yeah. And then all these damn surgeries I've been having, ACL, rotator cuff. I've just been at home. I got used to it. I just turned my house into a spot. Everybody comes over here to kick it now, as you know, because you come up sometimes. Man, say that. Say that. And I'm not even mad at you. I think that's one thing when this whole pandemic hit is it made everybody realize how much like how much more peace you can find being at home. You know what I'm saying? Well, just plus with these prices, save a hell of a lot more money. <laughs> Bruh. Dude, let me, t- let, let me tell you. I was so happy to go on surgery right when the prices hit on gas. I was like, this is the perfect time to not be driving for a couple months. Bruh. And that's, you know what, dude? It's so sad that my man, you'd rather hit the surgery. <laughs> I have to be out and about. The surgery paid dividends back because you'd have to get no gas money out. But I feel you. Exactly. When I went exactly. out to go work out today, bro, I went down the street. And uh, the lowest price down the street from the house is six fifty five, And if you want a premium, it's seven oh five. Six fifty five. Six fifty five. For 87 Six fifty five for 87 Good God. Look, I've seen it here. I just, I just passed on Arco, and it was five ninety nine. It was actually cheaper a few days ago, but I try to go to Costco where I can get it for like five thirty five, five fifty right now. You know what, dude? Uh, I just signed up with Costco with with, uh, with the kid just getting his gig. We went ahead and got that Costco membership, and I can actually say that yes, y- y'all have been right about getting your gas from Costco. When I got the gas at that time, I saved fifty five cent compared to outside of Costco. So that's up though. Oh man, it, it does. It does because. When I finished putting the gas in the car, I was under a hundred. So outside of Costco, I was at one ten, 
something like that oh, to damn. fill up the tank. Yeah, dude, to fill up the tank. So <laughs> wait, don't you got a Honda like me? Yeah, eighteen is it eighteen gallons? Mine might be just a little under yours because I fill my car up at like seventy, eighty bucks. Yeah, see, when I went to Costco, it stayed under a hundred. But in, in in the free world, which isn't free, that mug was going to <laughs> was going over a hundred, bro. I was like, this is insane, man. So yeah, it, hey, man, we'll make it work, man. So Father's Day, brother. Father's Day right around the corner. What exactly does Father's Day when you when you hear what is it what does it mean to you? What does Father's Day actually mean to you in your own world? I'll be honest with you, the holidays and stuff don't mean anything. To me it's just Father's Day itself is just a day to get a breakfast and get a card and maybe a gift because it's really about what you do the other three hundred and sixty four days of the year with your kid, you know? Right, right. And that one day does not make or break the situation. Yeah, it doesn't really mean it. Come on, they're kids. Here, Dad, eat. Here's your car. I'm going to go play. <laughs> <laughs> you, you know what I mean? mean? No, for real, bro. That, and I used to tell people the same thing. I was like, man, Father's Day for me is really every day. You know, say, except for the days where I have to do all the disciplinary business. Then it's like, oh, my God. But so minus yeah, the days where I have to actually put, day. you know what I'm <laughs> I'll tell you, man, the joys of it all, man. It's why, man, that's cool, though, man. So you're not expecting like a big, like how some people feel for certain days, like the big production. No, I'm going to get them this year. I got plans. See, he just graduated eighth grade. And personally, I should have been walking across that stage with him. <laughs> you, as you know, because we talk, we talk privately all the time. Yes. I had to ride him this last semester. <laughs> and the crazy part is he's smart as hell and he was doing so well. And because he was doing so well, I slacked off and start and I stopped checking up, making sure homework was done, mm-hmm. checking on test grades. I was like, okay, he's got this. Turn around, this motherfucker. Can I tell you, I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah, you can, bro. Okay, <laughs> this motherfucker had D's and shit. Oh, but he was killing it on the on the PS5 and all that. Right. So right. he used to say we had to shut all that down, and and he turned it around. Of course, obviously, he graduated and got his grades back up. But right. that re- that showed me that. Since we're on the theme of fathers, you cannot slack. You have to stay nah, consistent. Man. You have to do. So to bring that back to Father's Day itself, I put in work. So I'm asking. You know, I like to cook. I'm asking for a nice knife set. They don't okay. know it yet. And okay, I'll be able to ask them if they ask me what I want. They won't hear this podcast before I hit them with it. <laughs> <laughs> right? Hey, I'm not even mad at it, man. I'm hoping that that knife set. Uh, improve some of your grilling skills, but that's another podcast. But uh, see, since we on podcast, you just tell everybody how you was loving my burgers and my grilling. Don't front because you could get stabbed with that same knife that next time you come up and just say it. You know, <laughs> this guy yeah, and think, yeah, I'm not. I'm definitely not cutting that part out. Uh, you know, what I'm <laughs> <laughs> so when it goes down, y'all know what happened. You know, what I'm saying the key word mm-hmm. will be smash burger, and then all hell broke loose. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> the last thing he ate. <laughs> this is still so wrong, brother. But nah, I feel you, man. I totally feel you, bro. It's like I never really looked at it as doing a whole lot my dang self, you know. So it's just kind of like, yeah, the day of existence. You know, some parents are like, oh, I'm gonna, especially on the other, the women's side. I want to, I want a massage. I want a day without the child. I want this. I want that. I'm just like, it is what it is, man. Happy Father's Day. 
run me something and we're good. You know, keep it pushing. Yeah, I really don't. I really don't think about it. I don't want to go out because I don't like going to restaurants and stuff on days like that because you know everybody and their mother's out. Yep. And then the food be shitty because they're rushing through as many people as they can get. Yep. And for my wife, I cook better than most restaurants anyway, so it's kind of like, what's the point? Oh my god, this guy so, right here. You, yes, you, I'm you're, so, you're so humble, man. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> You know, you know, I just have a, I just have a disdain for going out on days like Father's Day. I'd rather just get a little gift, you say a little something, and we keep it pushing. Because the real, the real father part, like I said, is the other three hundred and sixty-four days of the year. Nah, right, exactly. I think between the pandemic and then being home on disability, shit, seven, eight months out of the last two years, um, it forced me—not forced me in a bad way, but it, it led me to direct my focus on my kid like i'm much more involved in his activities his yeah. schooling definitely been focusing on on his character and stuff like that Heck yeah, and man. um like what i do is obviously the usual stuff what's your homework show me what you do and let's go over a few things um you know i'll put, make them pull up because everything's a computer now right so make them pull up his grades where you at with this class why is this assignment missing but then i give him books to read <clears throat> Like during the pandemic, I got him Rich Dad, Poor Dad for Teens. Oh, yeah. Okay. And okay. made him read that. And then I got him another book that was like a thousand and one ways to earn money as a kid. You know, little things that can, you know, ideas you can come up with to earn money and stuff like that. And um, that seemed to really spark something in him because the high school he's going to, he wanted to go to because they have, um, I forget what they're called, but they have these like academies. And you pick the career path you want to go, and he wants to do business based on all the things you've been reading on these books and stuff. Oh man! And okay. so they have a entrepreneurial academy there, so he signed up for that. So he'll start high school, and oh, I think man. it's that kind of influence giving him them books. Like for instance, so for um, eighth grade graduation the other day, graduation was Wednesday, but Thursday it was just me and him prowling around. I took him down to Nike Town and Santa Monica Foot Locker. Where do you want to go? What you want? And let him pick out whatever he wanted. We went and had lunch and everything. Right. And then I told him, I said, you got about $150 left on the budget that, um, you know, was, was left to spend on you. What you want to do? Do you want to get something? Do you want to maybe invest it? And I said that on purpose because remember I told you that Amazon stock split is coming, I think Monday right. next week or sometime next week. And I said, he said, well, how much is, I mentioned the Amazon stock. I said, I might get a few shares. And he's like, how much is it? And I said, it's supposed to be around 150, maybe as low as 120. I don't know. He said he'd rather take that money and buy Amazon, a share of Amazon stock. Exactly. And seeing that, and that came from those books and so forth. So at least you know exactly. it's being received. You know what I mean? Yeah. Well, my plan was never, like, I never expected him to turn around and, like, the next day, oh, I'm about to go out and start a business or I'm going to start this or do that. Right. I just want him to have these books in his psyche. So, six months from now or six years from now or 10 years from now, he'll remember these things and it won't be such a foreign concept. It's going to be like, okay, I'm aware of this. I know what this is about. Let me dig deeper or I know how to go about at least getting started in some of these things because I've read about them and my dad has discussed these things with me. But I don't just make them read. I need to know what you read. Where do you read? Bring Mm -hmm. the book out. Let's discuss it. What do you think about this? What's your opinion? How does this make you feel? Let me give you some insight from my experience with it or my opinion of it. And then we just kind of chap it up and we don't talk forever. You know, kids, those two yeah, minutes. Yeah. You only so got a certain window. Tweet. 
Yeah. But I will make him like if he can't explain something, then I make him go back to the book and like go back, reread it, or bring it here and let and let you know see what your understanding is. So exactly. I don't just make him read. I follow up and make sure he understands what he's reading. Nah, man. See, man, and that, that's man. I tell you what, man. Let me get my paid staff on that one. You know. <laughs> but nah, I mean, I mean that. But that's the kind of thing that we need as a community as a whole. And a lot of times when the father is in the round, there's not that person to push that hard line and that guidance and just, just single parent in general, you're trying to play both roles. It's, it's hard to have that thrown in, but then sometimes that discipline has to come in at a different level to where, you know, you have that fear and that love, but you also have that respect to where it's like, okay, well, look, he is trying to guide me down some kind of a path, you know what I'm saying? And then by you being able to be home with this whole pandemic business, you were able to be more hands-on. So it all kind of worked itself out I, at the end now, at least, because of where he's choosing to do at school. So and that's pretty yeah. dope, brother. I ain't mad at you, Thanks, man. man. I ain't mad at well, you. Well, like I say, most of it came about, cause like I say, I was home after having surgeries. I'm off for a couple months on disability here and there. Right. from the pandemic says, when I was just working regularly, you don't really come home and like, shit, I'm home. I'm tired. I don't want to do homework uh, with you. That part. Or even let it cross your mind, you know? That part, man. And I, you know, I think that's the thing I was telling dude over here. It was like, look, I'm home every day now. You know what I'm saying? Because even with, with it being done now, we're still able to work from home. So I'm like, I'm home every day. So if there's questions, if there's need, if there's guidance, right? If you don't come and utilize your resource, then I don't know what to tell you because I'm here every day. You know what I'm saying? So it's like, man. But, that's the hard part is making them be proactive. That's like he's proactive on them video games. He's proactive when it's time for soccer or basketball practice or the game. But when it comes to doing his own chores or or homework, unless and well, I take that back. Sometimes he'll get in the groove and he'll be he'll be good for a couple of weeks at a time. And then I was like, okay, I gotta tune him up a little bit or remind him to stay on that. Right. But other than that, you know, as a kid, your first your first thought is where can I go play or what can I go do or, you know? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Let me get a quick C and catch up about the homies outside. You know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> like right. Right. I don't need the A plus everybody started to play whatever we're playing. But I guess it's so different now because for us, it had to be timed. We had to catch everybody literally outside. Now it's just more or less catch everybody online. So for them, you know I can what? see where the distraction is crazy. They don't go outside to play anymore. As a matter of fact, I think there's only, He's the only kid on his street, on this street, and probably within the next few blocks. But my neighborhood is kind of changing because I think it was a lot of older people that are, you know, either dying off or moving to retirement community or something. Yeah. So we're starting to get a lot more diversity in age and race in this neighborhood. But right now, I think he's the only kid in the um, for two or three blocks. But Man. it's not a big deal because he plays online with his friends. It feels like they live here. Or when, you know, the season's in, he's at either soccer or basketball. Right, right. So he, he has plenty of friends he sees face-to-face and deals with. But as far as being in the neighborhood, like when, when we were kids, we'd go ride our bikes to play football. And right. There ain't no kids out here. <laughs> and even so, they're all playing on um on PS5 or Xbox or, you know, like yeah. him. And with some of them, they just upgrading all that actual computer game, get, gaming consoles. Man. So, Hey. And you can hear them. I mean, you heard of a church one. You hear them in the room, and you sounds like there's four or five kids in the room, but the truth is it's just him, and they're all alive, and the speakers turned up. I ain't going to lie, dude. Parentally, it's a beautiful thing because you don't have to supply snacks for nobody no more. You don't have to be like, hey, my friend and I have the last soda. 
You know what I'm saying? You ain't got to worry about nothing. Like, well, the soda part, this motherfucker. I swear, I swear he should have diabetes the way he goes through coke. <laughs> there's some days I don't. I swear to God, there's some weeks I don't even buy soda because it's like you, you drink you drink them too fast. Dude, you know, bro, that whole part, man. I was laughing with Doe the other night because he was in the kitchen fixing a cup of noodles. You know, and it smells so good. It was a chicken cup of noodle. And I was like, bro, there is no way I could eat that. Because he eats a cup, like, apparently every day. And I'm like, there's no way, dude, that I could do it. He was like, why not? There's just a couple noodles and this and this. And I'm thinking, bro, you know how much salt in that? And he was in like, <laughs> bro, I'm like. Oh, black people don't need no more salt. <laughs> I was sitting over here like, dude, there is no way I could have a cup of noodles full of salt just drinking a glass of salt every single day. There's no way, bro. I was like, I might fix a cup next week and just like take two or three scoops out of that mug. You're going to have to kill it because there's no way I could finish that thing without having some kind of headache, something going on. So some days I'm like, I hate these little young people, but you know. Well, you know that saying, youth is wasted on the young. Man, ain't it? It was this year. <laughs> Big time. Oh, bro, so I look at it like this, man. So with all the things that you figured out and kind of navigated through during the time off and so forth, and kind of the structure that you eventually built and, and kind of formed and during this whole time of being off of the pandemic before having the child, what was your whole view? What was your view back then before you had your first kid? Shit, I wasn't going to have no kids. I got divorced from my first marriage and we didn't have kids. So by then I was like 30, 31. And you know me, I was I was buying plane tickets on a whim. Like, I remember one time I came into work and I just went online and they had round trips to London for like $300. <laughs> I didn't even pick the fucking day. I just bought the ticket. Let's go. <laughs> I mean, I was, you know, I was traveling everywhere and just doing stuff. And you get, you get to a point where it's like, kids are cool and all, but I like being able to come and go where I want. Right. And do what I want. And, you know what I mean? Leave what I want laying around the house. So you get used to your routine and your ways. And we actually were thinking, you know, we weren't going to have Joshua, the second marriage, not, not have a kid. I mean, but before mm-hmm. anybody could get fixed, he popped up. Man. I say, okay. Now when that happened, what was your reaction, bro? When you found out like, boom, here, here comes the information. Here she comes from wherever she explained her and announced it to you. What was the, your original reaction when you found out that you had one on the way? Oh, I just left. They found me six months later in the country. <laughs> <laughs> that is when you were going for that long period of time. I remember that. Yeah, you <laughs> <laughs> nah, seriously, honestly, I didn't mind. I, 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 I wasn't that surprised. Because my cousin always used to say, what do you call a couple that uses birth control? Parents. So it's just like, shit falls through the cracks all the time. So right. I really wasn't that surprised, nor was I upset. Um, it was just like, well, I won't be traveling as much right. for a few years until we get things back on track and see how this goes. But then it also helped for me that my wife, having had two kids from you know her previous marriage, it's like I'm parenting with the cheat code because and she, and they're all we have all boys, so right. she already knew what to do. I already had a lot of experience from the aspect of being the oldest. In my generation, pretty much. Okay. I babysat everybody. Like, my little cousins, you know, changed diapers, let alone my brother and sister. So, right. it wasn't really hard to adapt 
And like I say, it was just changing my lifestyle was, was the biggest challenge. But even then, it wasn't that much of a challenge. Okay. No, I, I ain't mad at it, man. I know it, when, when, you get, when, you, when you drop it on you, that, that little person finally arrives, it, it's a game changer. You know what I mean? Well, we got to remember this, too. One, I was remarried. So it looked bad to your wife. You're like, fuck, you're pregnant? You know what I mean? <laughs> Who's going to say that? Right. <laughs> As opposed to you're single and it's just some girlfriend you may not be serious with, then, yeah, I can see that being an appropriate response depending on your circ- the circumstances of your relationship. Man. But you sure are not going to say that when you're married. Right, right. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> but, babe, in case you're listening, I truly did not feel that way. I was very happy, as you know. <laughs> You know her place. You're cutting. Oh, man, yes, indeed. And he, he was very happy because I don't want her thinking that I don't trust right. you. Right. <laughs> she knows you like, nigga, you were in on this too. <laughs> and, you know, I don't want no smoke. I don't, I, don't want, I don't even want two rocks to click together and spark. I'm cool. You know what I'm saying? I am solid. Exactly. Oh, much love, though, sis. He was, uh, he was super happy and excited. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> right. So okay, so now now at that point, when did it finally sink in? Because now some people say that everything sunk in for them. It felt real the first time that they hold their child, that they held their child. When did it really sink into you? And when did you really feel it? Like okay, I'm truly responsible for this little life right here. Um, I don't think there was ever an aha moment, as they say. It wasn't like one moment, like oh shit, this is really happening. It was, I just, I was just all in from the very, I was, like I said, I helped pull him out of her in the, in the delivery room. And it's just been on ever since. I don't think there was ever a particular moment. I held him before she did, you know? Oh, damn. Okay. Okay. Yes. It was just what it was. Here, you, you here, let's go. <laughs> Bro, I ain't even mad at him. And that, you know, that, I think that's the only thing I've probably could say that I missed with the whole process of all of that business, man, was that particular part. But then at the same time, I don't think, I don't think I would have probably been able to stay alert, dude. That that baby probably would have went up in the air like a loose football, and somebody would let me hit the floor and all kind of panic. Nah, nah, you hyper focused. You 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 trust me when you see the kid coming out, you're hyper focused. This is one ball you don't want to fumble. You know. <laughs> I tell you what was crazy though was. um and she was so pissed at me. She's still mad at me to this day. And he's about to turn 14. So he was a scheduled delivery because he was taking forever. And, you know, he came, his birthday is two days after our anniversary. He was actually scheduled the day after our anniversary. So we went out for anniversary, dinner, night, came home, packed the suitcase, and went straight to the hospital to check in. And... He was taking so long that instead of being born the next day, he came two days later. So that whole time, you know, we got the birthday suite. I'm like, I, I got all day. There's nothing else for me to do while you're sitting here going through the motions. I came back with taco shops. I went home and got my laptop. I was watching movies. And she's looking at me like, I'm like, well, nothing else I can do. What you want me to do? Just sit here? I sure as hell look bad if I'm gone. Oh, Mike down, Mike down, hanging out with the fellas, and you in the delivery room. How does that look? So, but if I, but I come back in the delivery room, and remember, it wasn't, it wasn't like we're in the delivery room. Delivery room, we're like, you have them, them sweets. You know, you got a couch in there, a recliner right. chair. I went and got to taco shop and got my movies. I'm chilling. Man, homie, I mean, I mean, in all fairness, though, what were you really supposed to do? Exactly. 
You know what I mean? Exactly. I mean, outside of maybe, you know, just held her hand and dabbed her forehead periodically and just your your presence and full focus and attention on her, but God forbid you did all of that. So what else are you supposed to do? No, I'm not about this. <laughs> you know? Hey man, chill out. Go team. <laughs> okay, but like, did you offer her any of the taco shop? No. I'm thinking she was hungry if I think about it. <laughs> so I remember, it's been 13, 14 years. So I'm, my, my memory's a little cloudy. I just remember getting dirty looks. And I don't remember offering anything. And I don't think she was hungry. Because she tried to go without any kind. She tried to do it natural. At least the very end, she gave in for epidural or something. Okay. But she tried to go without any painkillers and stuff for the longest. Okay, okay. Now, I ain't mad, brother. I mean, you pretty much handled yourself in the way of any other normal brother. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Shoot. So, you know, okay. No, yeah. What else can I do? In a, in a nutshell, bro. So then along the lines of, do you remember, do you remember the first time that your son called you dad or daddy? And like, yeah, actually, Mention. You know how you know how they just when they first we you know how they first when they first learn a word they just say it because they know the word yeah yeah but he first time he actually looked at you and was like oh like this is really this cat I, I don't know there's been so many moments I can't say I remember um a particular moment when it just hit like I say he's he's just been that's my boy we just been rolling ever since and she was real cool from the beginning probably because she had already been a parent yeah but like. I was taking him on road trips up to my mom's house, just me and him in okay. like six months, you know, she, cause she had complete trust in me. So he, I knew he knew who I was and you know, this is dad and dad by the time he started talking stuff. But I don't remember one particular moment to say, oh, he finally knows exactly who I am or something like that. You know? Right. No, I feel you on that, my brother. I feel you on that. I think for me it was, it was different because we had that split thing going so it was oh, a stretch yeah. to where, you know what I'm saying, he was he was saying, but he wasn't. And there's that one moment when I went to go pick him up, and my man just turned around and was just like, da-da, like, oh, you know what I'm saying? Like, this the dude, yeah, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> sure. That's because you weren't seeing him every day where yeah. I was, because we had different circumstances. So that makes sense. Yeah, exactly, yeah, exactly. It was like, oh, dang, this cat really knows. Okay. Uh, uh, all right, man, come on. You know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> like for sure, it finally sinks I in. I still say I still have a lot of his babies. I have like his first two. Okay. I have um, some. I have some uh, Raider booties <laughs> that he had. <laughs> uh, I have a couple of little things of his from when he was an infant and yo, stuff like that. You know, I, I still. I have. I ain't gonna BS me. I got a, a few of his teeth. I got some. Uh, some baby fat form joints, tennis shoes, like his first real tennis shoes that he had. I still got those in oh, the wow. box. Yeah, yeah, the first ones he ever had, man. I still got those in the box. You know, it's it's funny because sometimes, dude, we as men have more little trinkets and sentimental things than the moms will have at times. Because I'll tell this to some of the homegirls, and they're like, I threw all that stuff away. You know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> what I'm saying? like what was I keeping that for? You know, how many kids they got? That might be different. You know, you get different when you got more kids. Like, yeah, even though we have three, the other two, you know, I didn't raise them. So, so he's really my one and only kid. Now, if I had two or three that I raised, like, shit, I got one, one of the two. I don't know who it is anymore. <laughs> you know what I mean? Somebody's two. <laughs> that far, bro. That far, you gotta go you through know. and look at baby pictures. Like, ah, this looks like that was you. Nah, but if I had, if I had several kids, I wouldn't keep all these motherfuckers come to my house and be like, "That's the bone collector over here. <laughs> <laughs> What's going on? Killing people? 
identify my dental record? Shit. Oh, man, dude, make your whole necklace. You know what I'm saying? Shoot, necklace you know with a set. Since we're, talking about, since we're talking about teeth, he just had a dental cleaning a few weeks ago. This dude never had a cavity. Oh, man, okay, okay. I couldn't go to a metal detector at his age. <laughs> Bruh, dude, I'm telling you, man, when I was young, dude, I literally looked like dude from a Moonraker with Jaws. Cause all, Damn. dude, I'm telling you, all of my teeth were, they are all capped off, man. Every last one. So if I smile, that's right. And you know what? I think that's why I tell people why I was so drawn into getting the grill as I got older. Because technically, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> trauma. You know what I'm saying? I normalize yeah, some trauma. You can have bad teeth. I just Sorry. went all the way back. Look, dude, look, we just had a breakthrough. Wasn't even trying. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> right. I explains it all. That explains it all. Damn all it. the rappers. Oh. We all have bad teeth. Heck yeah, we were probably all drinking the same sugar water because we didn't have no Kool-Aid. So, I mean, it's probably all part of that line of people. You know what I'm saying? Lord. Dude, hey, man, sugar water, cold sugar water was the bomb, bro. If you didn't have any Kool-Aid, cold sugar water was the bomb. I remember moms would fix it for me. And she'd be like, you should not be drinking this. I should not be giving this to you. I'm just going to give you a small but she still glass. Gave it to you. Yes. Right. And I, to this day, man, you might catch me on occasion. I'll either fix me like a small glass of sugar water just on GP or oh, really? dude, just out of you, man, that <laughs> it is just to kill the, like just to kill this random craving. So it would be a small glass, dude. Nothing major. Like back in the day, we used to have a pitcher of sugar water. Yeah, that was like the Kool Aid. It'd be pictures all in stains, you know, all on the table. <laughs> hey man, it's just you know, things happen. Childhood trauma. I appreciate the breakthrough moment. I'm go ahead and jot that down. You know, now I know <laughs> why. You know what I'm saying? Uh, let's take a look here, my brother. Now, growing up, I don't think you was too too off the chain. I, mean, I think you were, you know, by affiliation and association. But you know what I'm saying. <laughs> But when did you realize that certain things you were doing, you kind of spoke on it with the traveling, but what things were you doing or what changes? Like when did it finally hit you that you really had to make certain life changes to set a good example for him going forward? We might have to edit this part. (laughs) (laughs) This guy. It probably wasn't until he was about four or five, maybe six. Mm-hmm. Because remember, I had no kids. So I right. had nobody that I had to set an example for. I got nieces and nephews, but they didn't live in town. They were out of town. So right. that wasn't like a daily thing where they could see Uncle Mike and be like, oh, you're setting a bad example, blah, 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 blah. I was just living how I wanted to live. So, and I remember we used to go to the, um, what was that day party? The do-over oh. in Hollywood on Sundays. Um. And I remember for like, for like, especially during the summer, it was always during the summer. Monday morning, there was always like a beer bottle in his car. <laughs> 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 or, or something like that. And I was like, but you know, of course he's not there. Right. Of course I'm cleaning the car. But when, once you hit like five, six years old and now you're really out pounding around you know, if you want to go with dad to the store, just go to the beach or you're seeing me and really re- it's starting to resonate with what you and your your dad and his friends are doing, what you see, then yeah, you start 
you start um, watching what you do. Like, for instance, like even now, friends will come over and they might want to, you know, blow a joint in the backyard. And I'm like, nah, no smoking if the kid's home. Right. You know? Right. Right. Matter of fact, no smoking if he's going to be home soon because even if you're outside, I don't want the smell in the house, even though I know he's aware of it. He's already got caught trying to experiment with it. You know, we already had that talk with him. And I know he's aware of it, but it's one thing to be aware of it. It's one thing your friends do it. It's a whole other thing when you as a parent do it in front of your kids. That part. That part. And I think that's where some cats go wrong because you still have to be a parent. I think a lot of people want to be more of a friend than a, than a parent. You know what I'm saying? Actually, you know what? Hold on. I take that back. He was around two when I started being more cautious. And okay. this is the one thing I remember when that made me kind of really pay attention. So um, one of my homeboys back in the day, he would do tattoos at the house. So we, I would go over to his house, here come my house to get tatted up. And um, we knew Joshua being, you know, young and, you know, kids copy their parents and stuff. Rashida had some errands around to go shopping. Stuff, so she took him knowing that my boy was coming over to tap me up. And we tried to time it, but we were just off because it took a little longer to finish up the work. So Joshua saw the last 20 minutes of actually seeing me get it, getting tattooed. Like he had seen, he'd seen tattoos on me, but right. he had never actually seen me get tatted. So he watched the last 20 minutes. And the very next day, this fool had a black marker and was writing <laughs> his arm. <laughs> I was like, yeah, I got to pay attention to what I do. That part, bro. That whole part, man. That, and then he would do that periodically for the next, two or three years and funny that this has come up because just Thursday I told you when him and I were hanging out shopping um I asked him somehow tattoos came up and oh I saw a tattoo parlor and I was like you want to go get tatted graduation present he's like no and I go good answer I go <laughs> you gotta wait you gotta wait till you're 18 maybe 21 because I don't play that just because you're 18 you right want to do in this house there's still things to follow but um he actually said he probably doesn't think he'll get a tattoo because everybody has them now. And he kind of likes having clear skin. And I'm like, Hey, that's dope. Hey, you know what, man? And, and that's the thing. And I think that's the beauty of it. Sometimes Brad is the stuff that we've done and that they've seen. They're just kind of like, they're not, they're not so amused and so tripped out. Like, Oh my God. Cause they've seen it. It's just like, eh, you right. know, like whatever it's not. And they know that it's not something that's forbidden that, Oh, if I want to be rebellious, I'll go get this done. <laughs> You know, it's like, I, I want to be rebellious. I'm going to go get a tattoo. Oh, this fool already has a bench of him anyway, so he don't care. You know what I'm saying? It's like, yeah. you know. And I told him, you, I don't care if you get tattoos. You just can't get them until a certain age Which if you're living is, here. I think it is, is real because I look at some of the ideas of tattoos I had before I was of the age that I could get a tattoo, dude. Somewhere right now, bro, I would have a tattoo of Marvin the Martian on me, bruh, had I been able to get one. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> when I wanted one. tattoo is like, uh, why'd I do that? It's one of those things where you just got it to get tatted. Now everything on me is extremely personal. You know? And I, and I feel you, because remember the first tattoo I got was with me and you was in, a, in L.A. And bruh did the what? writing. Yeah, he did that uh, the Chinese writing on my arm. Yeah. Oh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a Hollywood, that Hollywood. Yeah, on Hollywood, exactly, exactly on Hollywood. Yeah, oh, so many, so much shit, man, bro. That was yo. That was the that was the first tat. I, I'm pretty sure it wasn't planned. I do believe we were just bailing down the block. 
You know what I'm saying? Sorry, <laughs> like, weren't planned. You know what I mean? And that's when he started, the guy was starting explaining to me about me being born in the year of the rat, which explains a lot about other things of my life. But you know what I'm saying? And he just started getting deep on the whole thing, and he did the whole uh, Chinese writing. And it's crazy because when I look at that tat, it stood for, and I did make sure through some other sources, uh, mother and child together thick and thin. But out of all of the tags, you know what I mean? Because I could have had anything. I could have just said year of the rat and I got another one. You know what I'm saying? Right, right. It's nothing of the rat, not year of the rat. You feel me, right? You know what I'm saying? I look at it as like, okay, that was at a later age of my life. But that's also like one of the the worst tattoos. That mug will like almost feel like it keloids up sometime or something. It's weird. Really? Yeah. I've had no issues with any of my tats. I've had. Not counting my first one, which is just kind of a random. I think I've had three people tap me or four my whole life. And two of them um, were like, well, I say work and one moved away, but we're still cool. Uh, good friends. When like, I had seen their work and seen what they do. Right. And You know what I mean? I think that's that's my last few tasks, dude. I actually went to reputable people offer recommendations like this is so-and-so. It wasn't, it wasn't anymore walking down the street and seeing a tattoo shop. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> like no more no, than that. No. I, I go I go to one person now and he does me, he does my wife, or his him or his girl. They they're a, or they're married now. So him and his wife. But um just between the two of them, they do all my cats now and and my wife too. Man, for sure that brother, for sure that. But see man, so hey, you know, life changes but it all works though. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah. Now so yeah, I think that influence that so back back to what you're saying, that tattoo incident, he was like two, maybe three was when I really started, okay, I gotta pay attention to what he's witnessing me say and do. Now that's when I recognize I need to do that. Mm-hmm. I didn't really look good in being consistent at that for a few years later, <laughs> but that's for another day. You know, that's a story I would never be told. <laughs> you know, the real, bro. I think for me the consistency for me didn't start until he was probably about five. I think that's when I started coaching this football and I was around a bunch of different people, but consistently trying to make improvements and be a better role model and example, I would say it was probably about five years old when I officially went all the way in. You see, those beginning yeah. years, boy, that transition was a beast. You know what I'm saying? It was a beast, bro. Because you, you're so used to just living your own life and being you without thinking there's somebody here that if I fuck up, you know, they're not going to be able to eat or they're going to go out and go into the world with a bad example, you know, that I set and they're going to think it's okay. Mm-hmm. You know, stuff like that. That whole part, brother. So, man, hey, you know, yeah, in time. I think sometimes I almost have to revisit and think, am I still? I'm like, yeah, he's grown now. The hell with it. He figured it out. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> That's why I'm good. Well, that's, that's the catch. is like, <clears throat> how do you know, how do you know when to let them go and do whatever it is they're doing versus when to take control of the situation. Like it's, 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 I let the situation dictate, you know, sometimes like, no, you're not doing this or you go do it this way. Right. Sometimes it's like, go learn. Cause I know the consequences aren't going to be as great. Mm-hmm. And the truth is you tend to learn when you do it on your own, as opposed to just doing it because you were forced or told to. That part, bro. So that part. I think I kind of look at it as how great are the consequences of whatever is going on before I say, okay, go do it on your own. Exactly. Or force you to go a certain route with something. And, see, and that's like what I was because, telling you when he turned 21. 
and I took him to mm-hmm. the bar. You know what I mean? Because I was like, let me go and take you to the bar for your first real drinking, full drinking. I'm, I'm pretty sure just being you're legalized. Drinking. Yes. You know what I'm saying? Sure. So if part of that was so that I could take him with him, let him get as drunk as he wanted to get. And then I could see, is he an angry drunk? Is he a happy drunk? Is he a forgetful drunk? You know what I'm saying? And then from there, I can try and help him navigate when he goes out without me. Like, look, this is how you act and cut up when you're drinking. This is why you should not drink that much. You know what I mean? So it was kind of like that thing of in his mind, we're just partying, having fun. We're living free. He's drinking with dad. We're taking all these shots. But behind the whole thing with me sitting back watching and saying, nah, I'm not taking as many shots as you are. Cause I'm trying to assess how do you act with all this alcohol in your system? You know right. what I mean? So then at least I'll still have some kind of peace too. Cause if you're an angry drunk, I'm going to tell you now, get your hand game better because you have a problem. You know what I'm saying? (laughs) You're going to get into all kinds of business. It's not even that nowadays. Like the consequences for everything. I tell them all the time. You can't do some of the shit we did because the consequences are way different, especially being a black teenager. You know, you ain't a cop is going to look at you way different. If you don't look at your blonde and blue-eyed homeboy. That part, you know? man. That part. Or not even a cop. Just maybe the average person on the street, you know? That whole part, bro. And that's what they, I think that's what they don't get. You know what I'm saying? Because we were so much more alert and aware of our surroundings and the way things were. I think when we grew up also. Think, wait, wait, wait. Think about it. Think about it. You know why? Because we were actually outside. That part. We were outside. They're all in the house online. Like the only time he is actually outside, he'll occasionally go ride his scooter or skateboard around the block. But like I said, there's no kids over here. There's like one other kid his age uh, that lives about three blocks away. Other than that, he only sees his home his homies when he's at soccer, basketball, or um, at school. Right. I mean, they occasionally somebody has a birthday party, or they might, you know, spend an afternoon. Like this weekend, he's with his cousins um, doing whatever. And other than that, they're all online. So how are you going to get street sense or just any kind of awareness when you're out if you spend your most of your childhood online? That part. That part. You know what I mean? What they do now is they can just turn it off or turn away to where we, we had to walk through it and live through it. Now they can just yeah. be like, oh, that's happening. Okay, let's go into the next thing. For us, it was just like it happened. No, it really, really happened. Like I'm sweating and breathing heavy because it just happened. You know what I'm saying? Like, like, right. like, 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 Oh dang. You know what I'm Think about the times that your friend's parent had to take you home and drive you home because you couldn't walk back home because of something that had happened on your way to their house. You know what I'm saying? It's like, I can't walk back. I got to get a ride. I can't walk back. You know what I'm saying? Like, even, even though we were driving, we were way into driving by then. I remember when uh bone moved, to North Park, and we had just got there, and his mom was like, "Stay in the house for a minute. They shooting down the street." Yeah, <laughs> you, know? you know what I'm saying? It was totally different, bro. And that, and it, you know, that's a, it. It's worked out perfectly because it smoothed it right into the, the next thing I was going to ask you was, did you find that it was easier raising the child or, or handling your child when they were younger, or do you think it's more difficult now that he's older? Because it's people now he's older. They don't know nothing. They don't. They don't have their own opinions or strong opinions and views and influences when they're younger compared to when they get to be teenagers. Let alone he's just becoming a teenager. He's only thirteen. He's about to be fourteen. Mm-hmm. Imagine when he's sixteen, seventeen, eighteen. Yeah, 
So <laughs> it's a lot harder now yep. because it ain't just here, do this. Yep. You know, and yeah. I try to, I try to make a point of explaining why I'm saying something or why I'm making them do something. So it's not just do it because dad said so. No, don't get me wrong. If you come over and you hear me just bark at him, that's because I already explained it to him previously in the past <laughs> and I never seen myself. You know, you know what time it is and what's all behind your statement. Exactly. But I try to give him the why because I want him to have understanding and you're more likely to, to um, do something for the right reason if you understand why you're doing it. That part, bro. That part as opposed to you remember the, the old school saying, do as I say, not as I do. You know right. what I'm saying? So now it's like we have to give them more of an explanation behind why I'm telling you not to do X, Y, Z or to do X, Y, Z. You know, I think then just, just that's just how they're programmed. We're so independent coming up. But I think for them, a lot of it is, you know, you have to explain certain things. If not, they just have this blank puzzled look like, why am I, why am I doing any of this? You know what I'm saying? <laughs> like, like you don't make any sense. You're just an old grumpy man. So you know, pretty much. I tease him about that all the time. Like, I know, I know. Dad's lecturing me. Yeah. There goes Dad running his mouth again. He he gives me that knowing laugh. Like, yeah, I know. So I'm thinking inside. And I tell him, you know what? Now it's always going to be this way. Bruh. Or I hit him with the, I hit I hit him. I used to hit the older ones with this too. If you think I'm on your case too much, it's only because I speak up or get on your case when you screw up. So if I'm on your case a lot, that means you're screwing up a lot. Bruh, that (laughs) whole dude, preach, man. Preach. That's not like I tell them all the time. You want to hear my mouth. Don't do things that you know is going to cause me to speak on it. You know what I'm saying? I trust right. and believe. I do not feel like doing a lecture every day. I don't. You know what I'm saying? Like, oh, you, really you know what he does now. And this, this is because of the age of cell phones. He knows he's fucked up and he'll call me from school trying to beat the teacher or the principal to the punch. <laughs> And he always got that fast pitch. Death, 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 death. We see what happens. <laughs> Aren't you supposed to be in fourth period right now? <laughs> you know what I mean? I did, I did, I did, I did, it, it wasn't my fault. You know? <laughs> and, and like a typical mom-dad situation, they always go to their mother. But when it's some shit he knows he did wrong, he comes to me. Because he knows that for the most part, I'm going to stick up and cover for him in front of moms. I'm going to get his ass if need be. Right, but, right. You gonna keep a little bit of something in there for it, you know. Try and try and soften the blow a tad bit. You know what I'm saying? Exactly. But you gotta love it, man. So I tell man, look, the thing, the ongoing saying around here at this point is, I'm gonna let life show you because life can show you better than I can tell you. So if you don't want to listen to me, go ahead, bro. Life is gonna show you. And I, I apply it to everybody. I'm, I'm. I'm nervous to apply it to him because his consequences are ultimately my consequences, depending on how bad things mm-hmm. were to go. Mm-hmm. So I am a little nervous of that, but I mean, you got no choice. He's going to grow up regardless. So, and, that, and that's the worst part, man. That's why you know, I'll be speaking on the point of like, you can make all the mistakes that you want once they stop costing me money. You know what I'm saying? It's like, once I stop having to cover for your mistake, that's, that's your mistake, brother. But if I got to still try and do some kind of financial backing because of something that you did, I, I strongly suggest you do it my way. You know, and almost kind of like a shit. Yes, you ain't got no, if it's my money, you ain't got no choice. <laughs> you know, I, I try to give them the, the, the shig night option. You know, really, I'm giving you an option, but there's not an option. You, you know, right, it, right. it sounded like there was, but don't step on that carpet. You know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> <laughs> Bruh, I ain't gonna hold you too long, man. But so, 
on the way out of here, what is, now this should be interesting, brother, but what okay. is the favorite thing that you throw on the grill? What is your son's favorite thing that you grill? Probably steak. Really? Yeah, he thinks he's a little Anthony Bourdain now. Um, he got into rating my meals now. Go in, kitchen, <laughs> come back, you're like, 8.5. This was a little dry. <laughs> and I'm like, Jeff, Jeff, it wasn't until earlier this year you stopped eating Jeff hamburgers, pizzas, and hot dogs. <laughs> so, <laughs> so don't come in here with this 8.5. This little something there to give me a 7.5 on some dish I made the other day. Now I admit, <laughs> I got distracted. I started watching the game, and shit was a little dry. But it wasn't dry oh, enough for a 13-year-old to be picky. <laughs> <It's> a 7.5. <laughs> oh, bruh. I, I'm so yeah, didn't expect I, I that. Steak, so. That's, oh. Yeah. I mean, you know me, I love to cook and I'm cooking everything. So for years, it was like, try this, try that. If it ain't pizza, hot dogs, or hamburgers, I'm not interested. And then lately, he's just been coming around. Like for graduation lunch, he wanted sushi. Really? You know? Yeah, it was okay. his idea. Okay. So it's starting it's starting he's starting to develop a little palate. Man, I ain't mad at him, dude. I'm I'm not mad, shoot, man. But you know, I I I'll stop I thought he would have went with the burger, but that's cool that he's rolling with the steak on it though. I haven't tried your dry yeah. steak yet, so I'll have to see. When you coming back up here? It's soon, brother. Soon. I'm gonna get back out that way soon, man. I know I'm lagging. I do have a couple a couple extra dishes that I've been um, working on. Simple stuff that uh, okay. I, do, I do want you to try. Yeah, no. I tell you this much, if you rate me, I'm going to throw you out. <laughs> <laughs> then look, I will low-key uh, confirm, you know, confirm with, uh, with nephew and be like, I need you to slide this rating in, brother. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> like, and, and throw your suitcase in your uncle's car and you can head down to San Diego with a crew. <laughs> You can live down there. I mean, we could do an average. What did you mark that as? You know what I'm saying? Run <laughs> an average of the two scores, brother. We just act like it's look, yours. Look, all my food contests, I think, I honestly think, and I haven't had a whole lot, but I think I'm undefeated. I don't even compete with guacamole anymore. I told you about Jessica and the Black Eyed Peas. I yeah. immediately took one bite and was like, never mind. I don't want to compete. Yeah. You yeah, know? Yeah. Nah, I, I feel you on that, man. Then, uh, okay, uh, two last two joints for you, brother. What's if you that? had to pick a movie that relates more to your situation of life throughout your whole life, not just in the role of parenting, but just as a stretch, out of these movies, what movie would be more close to your lifestyle? Between Menace, Boys in the Hood, <laughs> Juice, and Paid in Full. These aren't really good options. <laughs> I sure couldn't throw in brown sugar in the color purple. Actually, not the color purple, nigga, but. <laughs> can I use this moment? If anybody's listening that works for Apple, can we do a Negro spiritual station so when I'm doing yard work? I could be out in the yard cutting the grass. <laughs> it was hot as slavery today out there. Bruh. But anyway, this guy. back to the movie. Those those movies. Uh, 
boys in the hood hanging out with you, and I would be Trey. <laughs> there we go. This is, okay, okay, okay. I, I ain't mad at you, bro. And then I'm gonna steal the joint. I'm gonna steal the joint for Nori because I know we chopped this up before. I'm gonna steal the joint for Nori, homie. Loyalty or respect? Loyalty. Really? And I don't care if you don't respect me. I don't fuck with you. You know what I mean? Usually, people that fuck with you respect you, or you just don't deal with each other. Loyalty, though. That could bring your whole house down. Exactly. You know what I, mean? I feel you, bro. Because I feel like when you roll, if you have somebody's loyalty, that that to me includes the respect. Because I can't see you being loyal without having any respect for me. I think you can. You're just being compassionate to the person, or or kind. Like it's like you know what I feel sorry for this motherfucker. But I don't see. But at the same time, I think yeah, there would be a certain level of respect. But if I had to choose between the two, yeah. I would take loyalty. I, I like one thing about me, you're always gonna know where you stand with. You know, if I like you or don't like you, or if I'm halfway, just like whatever. Mm-hmm. And I like that in people. I like to know where I stand. I don't wanna put my time and effort or money or whatever the case may be into somebody that could turn around and stab me in the back. That whole part, brother, that whole part, man, and to end the whole podcast and to end this whole uh end your day. What is your favorite drink to end the day? Always a margarita. Everybody knows that. I'm <laughs> drinking margaritas. Or I'm drinking tequila straight. And none of that bullshit. If anybody wants to give me some tequila, you better come with some high end stuff. And that's that. <laughs> <laughs> I am a snob. <laughs> oh, brother. Hey, man, I'll tell you what, man. This has been fun, man. Long overdue. Again, man, hats off to you, brother. Shoot, man. Came a long way with this whole everything, bruh. Them all the hey, way to my the first podcast with you, huh? Yeah, we already man. talked about it, but yeah, you know what I'm saying? So that's why I figured this is the perfect timing, man. Is is men's health, is Father's Day. I mean, you've been walking through this fathering thing with me from day one, from the giddy, you know what I mean? So true, you know what I mean? Even without having a kid, you still gave me the some of the jewels that kept me in tune with this kid, you know what I'm saying? So, hats off to you for that one, my brother. Much appreciated, man. Much appreciated. And, uh, Always, my brother. As, as Nipsey said, man, look, the marathon continues because these cats ain't going nowhere. But uh, hey, by the saying? way, you know they started jury selection, and my homegirl's homeboy is the prosecutor. Oh, Did I tell you that? Nah, you have to have a whole separate conversation. <laughs> Lord help us all. But for I this one, that, I was like, <laughs> you better win this case for the culture. Oh <laughs> like, man, don't worry. She's actually a really good prosecutor, and she was like, "Don't worry, he's good. He's got this." So. <laughs> hey man, man, the respect, man. Good grief! I'm surprised this cat is still alive. Yeah, anyhow, yeah, we'll talk about. Yeah, we'll we'll talk later. Right. <laughs> I'll let you. Hey man, I appreciate you, brother. This has been another Mental Snacks production, Father's Day Men's Health Month edition. Uh, like, comment, subscribe, share, and uh, brother, man, appreciate you, man. Love you, fam. Love you, brother. Later. Yeah. Uh,